Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away. The Jewish leaders, the chief priests and the scribes, gathered to discuss how they might secretly arrest Jesus and kill him. We can't do it during the festivals. They might create an uproar. While Jesus was eating dinner in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came into the house carrying an alabaster flask filled with a precious, sweet-smelling ointment made from spikenard. She came to Jesus, broke the jar, and gently poured out the perfume onto his head. Some of those around the table were troubled by this and grumbled to each other. Why did she waste this precious ointment? We could have sold this ointment for almost a year's wages, and the money could have gone to the poor. They rebuked her harshly. Leave alone. Why are you attacking her? She has done a beautiful thing. The poor will always be with you, and you can show kindness to them whenever you want. But I won't always be with you. She has done what she could for me. She has come to anoint my body and prepare it for burial. Believe me when I tell you that this act of hers will be told in her honor as long as there are people who tell the good news. It was after this that Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to meet the chief priest with the intention of betraying Jesus to them. When they heard what he proposed, they were delighted and promised him money. So from that time on, Judas thought and waited and sought an opportunity to betray Jesus. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the customary day when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, his disciples wondered where they would celebrate the feast. Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover meal? So he sent two of his disciples ahead and told them to watch for a man carrying a jar of water. Follow that man, and wherever he goes in, say to the owner of the house. The teacher asks, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs and show you a large room furnished and ready. Make our preparations there. So the two left and went into the city. All was as Jesus had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. That evening, Jesus and the twelve arrived and went into the upper room, and each reclined around the table. Jesus began to speak. I tell you in absolute sincerity, one of you eating with me tonight is going to betray me. The twelve were upset. One by one, they asked him, Lord, it's not me, is it? Surely not me. It isn't me. Lord, it cannot no, be me. Never. Never. No, no. It's one of you the twelve, one of you who is dipping your bread in the same dish that I am. The Son of Man will go just as is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. As they ate, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. He handed the pieces to his disciples. Take this and eat it. This is my body. He took a cup of wine, and when he had given thanks for it, he passed it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood, a covenant poured out 
on behalf of many. Truly, I will never taste the fruit of the vine again until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives.
The Savior said, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Jesus began to speak. All of you will desert me tonight. It was written, I'll strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But when I'm raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter declared in response, It doesn't matter who else turns his back on you. I will never desert you. Peter, mark my words. This very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will have denied me three times. Even if it means that I have to die with you, I'll never deny you. All the other disciples said the same. After this, they went to a garden called Gethsemane. Jesus said, Stay here while I go to pray. 
He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he became deeply distressed and troubled. Jesus lamented. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch. He walked on a little farther. Then he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, I know that anything is possible for you. Please, take this cup away from me. But whatever happens, let your will be done, not mine. He got up, went back to the disciples, and found them sleeping. Simon, are you sleeping? Couldn't you keep watch for an hour? Watch and pray that you aren't led into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again and prayed again the same prayer as before. He came back and found them asleep once more because their eyes were heavy and they did not know what to say to Jesus. After returning a third time, Jesus said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough! Yahweh has come. Look. Son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Get up now. Let us go. The one who's going to betray me is close by. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, approached with a large group of people. Agents of the chief priests, scribes, and elders, armed with swords and clubs. The signal they had arranged was a kiss. Judas had once told them, Watch to see the man I kiss. He's the one. Arrest him and take him into secure custody. As soon as they arrived, Judas stepped forward and said towards Jesus, Rabbi! After this, Judas kissed Jesus. Then the men seized Jesus and took him into custody. One of the disciples standing close by drew his sword and swung, cutting off the ear of a slave of the high priest. Jesus said, Am I leading a rebellion that you have to come armed with swords and clubs to capture me? I sat teaching in the temple courts every day with you. You could have taken me at any time, but you never did. Let the scriptures be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. One of those following Jesus was a young man who was wearing nothing but a linen cloth. When people from the mob grabbed for him, he wriggled out of their grasp, left them holding the cloth, and ran away naked. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance all the way into the courtyard of the high priest. And he sat down with the guards to warm himself at their fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any. 
There were plenty of people willing to get up and accuse Jesus falsely, but their testimonies disagreed with each other. Some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that has been made by human hands, and in three days, I will build another that is not made by human hands. But even here, the witnesses could not agree on exactly what he had said. The high priest stood up and turned to Jesus. Are you God's anointed, the liberating king, the son of the blessed one? Jesus answered, I am, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, What else do we need to hear? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. The people began to spit at him. After they blindfolded him, they struck him with their fists and said, Prophesy! Who hit you? Then the guards took him and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, waiting by the fire outside, one of the servant girls of the high priest saw him and looked closely at him. You, you are one of those men with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about. He left the fire and went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said to those standing around, This man is one of them. Again, he denied it. A little later, some of the other bystanders turned to Peter. Surely you're one of them. You're a Galilean. Peter began to call down curses, and he swore to them. I don't even know the man you're talking about. Immediately, the rooster crowed a second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. When morning came, the chief priests met in council with all the Jewish leaders. They bound Jesus, led him away, and turned him over to the Roman governor, Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so. The chief priests went on to accuse Jesus of many things. Do you have anything to say? How do you respond to all these charges that have been made against you? But Jesus said nothing more, and Pilate was amazed. Now, it was the custom at the feast that Pilate should release one prisoner from custody, whomever the people most desired. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Pilate knew it was out of self-interest that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him, but the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. Then what do you want me to do with the king of the Jews? Crucify, Crucify him! Crucify him! But now Pilate called to them. Why? What crime has he committed? But they shouted all the louder. Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! 
Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them and had Jesus publicly whipped. Then he had Jesus led away to be crucified. The soldiers took him into the palace and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him and twisted a crown of thorns together that they forced onto his head. And they began to call out to him. Hail, King of the Jews. Again and again, they beat him on the head with a staff, spat upon him, and knelt down as if to honor him. When they had finished mocking him, they stripped off his purple robe and put on his own clothes back on him. Then they took him away to crucify him. Along the way, they met a man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Rufus and Alexander, who was coming in from the country, and they ordered him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. The soldiers offered Jesus wine mixed with myrrh, but he refused it. And so they crucified him, divided up his clothes, and cast lots to see who would keep them. His crucifixion began about nine o'clock in the morning. The written notice of charge against him read, The King of the Jews.
On either side of him were two insurgents who had also been crucified. Those passing by insulted and ridiculed him, shaking their heads, saying, So, you are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days? Come down from the cross and save yourself. The chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves, saying, He saved others, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down from the cross now, that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. Then, at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, Lema, Sebastani. Jesus' cry meant, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those standing nearby heard this and said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran and filled a sponge with wine vinegar and lifted it to Jesus' lips on a staff so he could drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come and take him down. Then Jesus cried out with a loud voice, and he breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. Some women were watching in the distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James the Younger, and of Joseph and Salome. These were women who used to follow and care for him when Jesus was in Galilee, and many other women who had followed Jesus to Jerusalem were also there. Evening came. The crucifixion had taken place on Preparation Day, Friday, before the Jewish Sabbath began. Joseph of Arimathea, a member of the ruling council who was also a believer waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was surprised that Jesus was already dead, so he sent for the centurion who confirmed it. Then Pilate gave Joseph permission to take the body. Joseph had the body wrapped in a linen burial cloth he had purchased and laid him in a tomb that had been carved out of rock. Then he had a stone rolled against the entrance to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where Jesus was laid.